Hi, good day everyone. Uh, I'm Simon Dawson, Senior Lecturer at Cardiff Metropolitan University. Uh, welcome to my short interviews with industry specialists where I get to ask them how they got into the field of work, some of the essential skills that they use and any advice and activities that they can offer current students during their studies or when they graduate. Today I'm joined by Rebecca Hall, a graduate of Cardiff Met Environmental Health from 2013. I think so. Right. Hey, Rebecca, well, thank you for talking to me today. Thank you. That's no, lovely. So, great. So first of all, I'd just like to ask you if you can explain a little bit about what you've done since graduation. Sure. So I did environmental health at university. So um, I covered food in that but also housing, environmental protection, public health, health and safety as well as part of that. Um, so I went on to become an environmental health officer, mm -hmm. uh, which is what I'm doing now. And uh, I've always worked for local authority since I've graduated. So I've worked for a few different ones. I've worked for um, Cardiff and um, I've worked for smaller ones like Sedgemoor and then working with Taunton. And I'm currently working with Bristol. Um, so that's been really good to get a feel for how other places do different things with different policies, different local issues and meeting different people, different ways of working. Um, so I mainly work in housing now, um, yeah. but I could go into food if I wanted to. And I did do food at Sedgemoor. Um, but I've, I've always fallen back into housing again. So um, but, but I do I do like housing. And um, but equally, I do like variety. So, for example, in um, the smaller authorities, you could end up doing all of those disciplines mm -hmm. and you could just have a little area of, of that local authority and you just do everything. Um, so if you have an accident come in, you investigate it, uh, private water supplies, all the all the food premises in that area. So you end up knowing that area really well. Yes. Or, or in the larger authorities. Um, you can end up being quite specialised, which is how I started off in Cardiff um, and then again in um, Bristol, but we kind of move around a little bit in Bristol, but only within housing. Mm -hmm. So it is, it is a lot more specialist. Fantastic. Um, yeah. So, I mean, uh, doing a degree in environmental health is quite a specific choice. Uh, have you always wanted to be an environmental health officer? Um, I think most environmental health officers that you ask will say that they fell into it because mm -hmm. um, it's not one of those careers that you think of automatically I don't think and it's it's more one that's behind the scenes working it's not one that's in the forefront of people's minds so unless you've had direct dealings with environmental health um, which in food businesses, you get people from food businesses who want to go into environmental health because they've seen the inspectors coming around and they think, oh, I quite fancy that, but they don't realise that actually there's a lot in it and there's a lot that you, you cover and study, um, which is really interesting. But for then some people who just want to do food and don't want to do anything else, they may not like it as much. But yeah. for me, you know, that I, I really enjoyed doing all of that. And, and covering all of that and having that option as well that if I fancy a change from housing um, I, I can change and, and do something else um, and then there's so many other careers as well that you can go into um, well with private companies um, going if you want to work 
found in London, there's loads of jobs down there with all sorts of things. Um, so it's not just environmental health that you can go into because it's so wide in terms of what it covers. So to, to, to progress to become an environmental health officer, what do you actually need to do then? It's just you go to university, you get, you get a degree and then that's it. You automatically become an environmental health officer. Um, so they've recently changed it. Um, so it, any degree, so with Cardiff Met, it's chartered um, with the Chartered Institute of Environmental Health, accredited, sorry, not chartered. Um, so you, you get your degree and then you are a member with them. Mm -hmm. um, but you need to do a two-year placement or to get two-year experience to then become a chartered member. Mm -hmm. um, so this is relatively new. So this is something that some local authorities or companies can offer. And I think it's two disciplines that you have to get experience in. So you wouldn't need experience in all of them, mm -hmm. but you would need two and they'd have to be signed off. I'm probably not the best person to talk to about it because I've done it under the, the scheme that's just, just finished now, um, which is, being registered under the Environmental Health Registration Board, also known as EORB, that people talk about. Mm -hmm. um, but the, but the new thing that's that's coming in is is to become chartered. Okay. So uh, yeah, so so that that will be the thing going forward now with the CIEH. So what what do you find are the greatest challenges then in your current line of work? Um, so I think it's just working with people in general. You have to like people. To, to do the job I think because um, it's it's all about working with them it's about protecting people speaking with people and trying to get them to to be compliant um, preferably informally rather than using enforcement action um, and, and just managing expectations really for, for people because um, often there's a lack of understanding with the legislation um, and, and what's necessary for businesses or landlords or whatever for them to do. And also um, on maybe the, the tenants or the complainants part that they, they think that they, they must be doing a, a certain thing when actually it might not be necessary and we're more interested in something else. Um, so it's just managing those expectations and, and working with people really and having good communication skills. Um, so as long as you're okay with people, I think being confident helps as well so that people have got faith in, in what you're saying and uh, what you're doing, but also being honest and um, being quite upfront about things, uh, which, which I always am. And if you don't know something to just go away and come back and just say that you don't know, um, just so you, you build up that good sort of reputation and being reliable and being able to, to help them. And you do find that people do often then come back to you for advice if they need it, because they know that they can talk to you about it to them then. And it helps you because you know that they're going to be compliant. So it kind of half answers my next question, which was going to ask you about the essential skills that you use on a regular basis. So I'm assuming the first thing that you would see is communication. Yes, definitely. Um, I think that's important in any role. Um, and, and you need that for working with public businesses, partnership working, which I think is very important. Um, and, and 
yeah just just daily life and that's including in with written verbal everything really um i think being able to to learn and retain information as well uh, and it helps if you're interested in it because i think when you're doing a job and you're if, if you're not interested in what you're doing it comes across when you're working with people and i think when you you have got a business or somebody and you're explaining something if you're there and you're just really bored you don't want to be there mm -hmm. they don't particularly want you there either um so well probably so um, i think you know to be a bit sort of enthusiastic and to to get them on board with what you're doing so that they can believe in what you're doing yeah um, i think that's good which isn't really a skill it's more of an attitude a professional attitude i'd say oh that's good professional attitude yes so when you were doing your degree did you do any additional qualifications or any additional work that's kind of helped since graduating? I did a placement with Cardiff Council during my degree so I did mm. a sandwich year if that's what you mean. Um, yeah anything like that. Yeah so I worked with them for 14 months and that was brilliant that was an excellent opportunity for me I was really lucky to get that um, and, and that really helped in terms of getting experience of seeing how things are done in practice because mm -hmm. the degree is is really good um you know you learn so much stuff but to see it in practice it really helps in terms of sort of procedures and how things are done and how it works alongside policy and how it can vary in terms of interpretations of the legislation mm -hmm. um, so I think you, you need that really and I, I would recommend getting some work experience just to see what it's like and you can go out on a few visits and shadow some people. It's normally quite easily arranged. I know we often have students coming in and um, or people that are interested in environmental health mm -hmm. and I'm always happy to take people out and uh, meet people and, and they can see what we do. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I do think that's important. Uh, to, to get a feel for it and see because yeah. um, often as well when you're doing the degree um, I know my favorite at the time was environmental protection and for me personally it would probably be my least favorite now of, of all of the areas um, <laughs> and, and it's funny how it changes that way it is yeah so if you were able to speak to any current students or those that are potentially graduating within the next year or two. Is there any sort of advice or uh, tips that you would give them that would help uh, get them into the career? You know, anything regarding their CV or covering letter or things that they should be doing alongside their degree? Well, as I say, getting, getting work experience is always good, um, mm -hmm. either from local authorities or private companies. It depends what kind of um, industry or sector you want to move into afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, CVs, I don't really have a CV because I've worked with local authority, it's different, it's um, you write about the, the competencies that are there um, and I think, I think Cardiff Met have a, have a module now um, that goes through how to write the, um, thing, the, um, the competencies do, yes. out, yeah. um, so if you use that you can't go far wrong on, um, on applications. I think that is a really good tool to use. 
Yes. Um, so if you're using that against the um, job spec, job spec and person spec, um, you can't go too wrong. And just uh, do your best at, at interview. Um, I mean, I got my Cardiff placement um, based on one day's experience in North Somerset. But I really absorbed as much information as I could. So at the end of the interview, they thought I'd been there for a couple of weeks. And actually, yeah. I hadn't. Um, it's just that I was so interested in everything that was going on. And because it was a smaller authority, they were getting involved with lots of different things. Yes. And I really liked that. So I was able to talk about it. Um, so I think getting that bit of experience and just remembering your transferable skills as well. Because mm -hmm. when I talk to people coming in and they're applying for jobs, they say, oh, no, I can't do that because I haven't got the experience. So, well, well, maybe you do in another job, something you volunteered for or at university, you know, working with people um, or, or if they've changed careers, you may not have the direct thing that they've asked for, but actually you've done it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. It's just trying to think of, of where you have done it. Cause you probably have. I mean, it's, it's been quite interesting since talking to a range of different people in different roles because some of the points seem to be coming up quite frequently and that is communication is obviously very, very important. Yeah. But then a lot of them do say any experience, it doesn't matter what it is because yeah. you have got these transferable skills where you can use from one area to another. Definitely. And if you can learn how to portray this when you're going for things like interviews, it can really help you as well. That yeah. and, and always do something that you enjoy. Yes, yeah. I think, you know, enthusiasm and confidence goes a long way, even if you don't necessarily feel it. If you're enthusiastic about it, I think that comes across, particularly at interviews. Because um, again, if, if you're not interested, the interviewer will, will know. Mm -hmm. And why, why would they want to work with somebody who didn't really want to be there? Your motivation would be lower, productivity would be lower, you wouldn't learn as quickly it's just not good for the organization if you haven't got somebody who is motivated yes. so it's not just meeting that criteria but also how you come across as well um it certainly certainly helps um well i've never interviewed anybody so i don't know the exact um criteria but from from my experience i think you know how you come across is a, is a big thing you missed the word off yet you've never interviewed anybody yet as you're progressing up and moving into director level, I'm sure you're interviewing <laughs> lots of people. Those dizzying heights of being in the yeah, That's it, yeah. Hey, Rebecca, it's been great talking to you today. Thank you very much for doing this. That's okay. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Yeah, uh, well, thank you. Uh, take care and I hope to talk to you again soon. Thanks, Simon. You too. Bye.